Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond Sunday. Thanks for joining us. I'm excited that we're back on YouTube in video format for the next six weeks. Uh, for the last few months, we've been audio only on podcast, um, which we're going to continue on all the podcast platforms. We're glad we could join us. Steve, uh, thanks for joining us. Steve Matson. Steve Matson. Pastor yeah. Steve, what's your name? Uh, great job this weekend as we kicked off the new series, What Does Love Require? How would you feel you. about it? Well, I don't know how I felt about how the presentation, but I feel so excited about this series because I think it's going to simplify things for Christians and solidify their faith. And it's also, I think, going to uh, help us make our faith just more attractional to our neighbors mm -hmm. without us even trying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited too. We've been working for a while on this series, the six episodes, as you, as you said, the six sermons, they build upon each other. Mm -hmm. So as you encouraged us, um, hopefully you all can join us for all six of the sermons. Right. And then uh, each week we're going to do what we're doing now, which is dive a little bit deeper and talk a little bit more about the content and uh, what we're teaching and lessons we're learning as we're on this journey as well with everyone else. Right. And growing and asking questions and understanding scripture better. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it really is. Um, I want to dive in. Um, there's so many areas that we could dive into in your sermon. One of them is um, just defining old, what the old covenant is, what the old Testament is, mm -hmm. I think is it's really helpful. And it's so helpful for me. And it's been helpful for me for a little while to get more under more of an understanding of what the old Testament is, mm -hmm. what its purpose was, mm -hmm. how that affects us, how that doesn't affect us. Um, the understanding of, of a, of a covenant and the reality of, of how God made this covenant with the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. And what, what does that mean? What are the components of that covenant? What was he trying to accomplish with that covenant? Um, it's it's very fascinating to study and learn. It was definitely a different covenant than the new covenant that we have now. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of my Christian walk as a younger man, I didn't understand the differences between the two covenants. So that when I dig in and I study, I didn't know how to take what God was saying and apply that or understand it because I didn't know the difference between the two covenants. And mm -hmm. so I think this is really helpful um, it's been helpful for me and I know in just in conversations I've had, it's helpful for a lot of people to really dig in and understand what are the covenants? Mm -hmm. Why, why is it called new Testament, old Testament and all that stuff? All right. Um, so one of the things that was interesting about, as I've studied the old covenant is the old covenant. One of the things that's different about the old covenant is it's a, it's really a conditional covenant, as you said in your sermon between God and the nation of Israel. Right. It's that's, not, that's. That's, that's what it is. And it's mm -hmm. not more than that. Yeah. Whereas I grew up in church thinking that that covenant was also with me somehow. Yeah. God, that all the words of the old Testament are God's covenant with me. Right. And on the other hand, you don't, you, you, once you learn this, sometimes your temptation then is to say, well, then I'm just going to be a new Testament Christian because that's the new covenant. And that's such a mistake mm -hmm. because the old, the old Testament sets the all the context for the new if you don't understand the old testament you're not going to understand the new testament mm -hmm. because uh it's it's all these thousands of years of history before christ came mm -hmm. and there's reasons for the poems the prayers the prophecies there's even reasons for us to look at the covenant itself and say this was god saving a group of people that were living in a wilderness mm -hmm. therefore there's things in that covenant that really don't apply at all even to urban dwelling or mm -hmm. whatever but out there in the wilderness it's life or death. So here, I, I have a question for you around the old covenant. So 
the old covenant seems to me like is presenting a more less comprehensive view or expression of our God than the new Testament, the new covenant, Jesus more completely represents Mm -hmm. and shows us who God is more intimately and with a whole group of people. Mm -hmm. Whereas the old covenant, a lot of his conversations are with individuals. Mm -hmm. And even when he reveals his glory to in the old, in the old Testament, he just reveals it to Moses. Yeah. So Jesus comes and reveals it to everybody, friends, enemies, acquaintances, God is revealed. Yeah. And in the Old Testament, you see a lot of God's power and some of God's heart. In the New Testament, you see God's power and all of God's heart. Mm-hmm. So Jesus comes not just to die on the cross, but he comes to reveal the Father. Mm-hmm. And that's where even some preachers go very quickly to the cross mm-hmm. and say, well, he came and he died on the cross for you. It's like, well, wait, 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 wait. He also came to reveal the Father in all ways to us. Mm-hmm. And so you, you really need to study Jesus' life before you study his death. Well, that's really helpful for, for me because there's been times where I'm studying the Old Testament where I'm confused because right. this God is acting and looking different than the New Testament God. And it raises all sorts of questions that not understanding the nature of the conditional covenant between God and the nation of Israel. Right. Without understanding that, it makes that study of the Old Testament more confusing. Right, because it's a covenant with a nation, and nations move against nations and do things that individuals mm-hmm. are not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was all over and done with by the time Jesus mm-hmm. came. It was a completely new thing he's bringing. Yeah. And so when when I, I grew up reading the Old Testament and being taught that this is the Bible and everything in the Bible is the same and mm-hmm. to be viewed the same all the time. And as you get older, you get a more nuanced view and yeah. you go, whoa, these first five books are this. And then after that, it's this. And then there's all this poetry and then there's yeah. all these prayers and all this prophecy. Um, I need to read it uh, understanding that they're not all the same. Right. And the words of Christ build upon the Old Testament and build upon the Old Covenant. So they don't contradict what Mm -hmm. God said in the Old, but they definitely build upon and expand it. And so Christ basically humanizes God for us so that we can have a relationship with him. Yeah, that's really helpful for me as as I study the whole Bible is to understand the differences between the two. It's all the inspired word of God. Right. It was all given to God for a reason, every single part of the Bible. Right. But they have different purposes. There's different ways to read them. And there's different ways to draw things out of them based on the intent of one book from another book, maybe totally different. And let's remember that it was not God's intention to be distant from his people. Remember, God is the God of the Garden of Eden Mm -hmm. who walked with him every afternoon in the cool of evening to have fellowship with them. Mm -hmm. He's the one that came looking for them. They weren't looking for him after they sinned. Mm -hmm. And this is the God that we will return to at the end of all things. But in the meantime, God comes to earth in Jesus and he says, I want to I want to be your friend. I want to be your savior. I want to be your teacher. I want to be your healer. I want to be your deliverer. I want to bring you back from from the dead. Mm-hmm. Even. Um, so sometimes I think if we oh the Old Testament God, he's just so big and distant and and and, and maybe mean. And then the New Testament. Oh, he's no, it's not even that simple. Mm-hmm. He's God. It's the same God. But in the Old Testament, if you only read the Old Testament, you'd have a more limited view of God. Yeah. And the writers of the different Old Testament books were inspired by God and they were given words to share from God. But they were also oftentimes writing from that understanding of the Old Covenant Mm -hmm. 
And so their advice or there was, was in the construct of the old covenant. And mm -hmm. so it's still important to study that and draw things out of that. Mm -hmm. But with that understanding of what they were, what the context of the covenant they were writing from. So, right. And can, can I say something else about um, God in the old Testament? What I love about the old Testament God, so to speak, is that he lays out all these rules and everything. But if, if people even just make an effort, he mm -hmm. responds, mm -hmm. it's not, you know, we say, well, there were 613 rules. You can't keep all the rules. God knew that. He just wanted people to make an effort. So he'd say, well, let's start with, I'm your only God. Don't make graven images. Don't worship idols. Let's start there. And then um, don't sacrifice your children to the fire. Don't do these things. And when Israel even just made it, that's why he even said of David, I mean, David is an incredibly flawed person, mm -hmm. but God says, oh no, I love him. He's after my heart. Mm -hmm. And he loved Jacob. Why did he love Jacob? He changed his name to Israel. What does Israel mean? One who wrestles with God. Mm -hmm. I love this guy because he's wrestling with these things. David's very unique in the Old Testament in the sense of, I almost get the feeling that he, he writes as if he has, he knows the new covenant. Hmm. Like he, he almost writes in a new covenant way, even though hmm. the new covenant hasn't even come yet. Where hmm. other parts of the Old Testament, it, it's, it's, it's very old covenant, right? They're mm -hmm. operating in that framework of, I have to follow rules and then God will bless me. David's saying, David I, I, I want to know you. I want to worship you. It's like I he's wanna... in the new covenant yeah. as he's writing. It's just incredible. You know who else is? Moses is uh, way ahead of his time. Uh, and I think also of like Isaiah and Jeremiah. When you read those books, Jeremiah, you see the weeping Jesus more than mm -hmm. anything. You see the weeping prophet. And in Isaiah, he describes Jesus. Mm -hmm. And things that how in the world did he know what he knew? Yeah. So, yeah, there's flashes of the Old Testament of people who intimately knew God personally. But the New Testament, it's all it's everybody. Well, we're going to get in that in a few. In, in I know. A I can't wait. Weeks. It's, it's hard for us to hold back on that. We, we need to talk more about I feel like we need to talk more about the temple because you taught us on the temple. Right. You walked us through the history of the temple in Judaism and Israel. One of the things that I was thinking about that struck me was how for the Jewish leaders and for all Jews of that time when Jesus came 2,000 years ago, the temple was the epicenter of their entire religious system. Their, their, the, the temple was representative of their entire faith. Right. And so the statement of, of Jesus saying, not only am I greater than the temple, but also this temple is going to come crumbling down. Yeah, and he would he would kind of mysteriously compare his own body to the temple. He yeah. said, "Tear this temple down in three days, and I'll rebuild it." Yeah, he's talking about his own resurrection, as if he is the temple. Well, he's what what we see now because we have the benefit of hindsight. Is he's saying the whole old covenant? I'm, it's temporary. It was great. It it served the purpose that God has for it, but yeah. I'm tearing it down because it's unnecessary now. Jesus has come. I'm here. So, what is the purpose of the temple? Uh, finding the presence of God. Jesus is the presence of God. Mm -hmm. uh, sacrificing animals to, to cover for your sins. Jesus is the sacrifice to cover for our sins. Mm -hmm. uh, a priesthood functioning as uh, mediators between God and man. Jesus is now the mediator mm -hmm. and we're the priesthood. Mm -hmm. Temple's unnecessary. Yeah. Plus also, they had missed the point a long time earlier. They thought that by having the temple, they were somehow blessed. And God said, I don't even want a temple. You know how you can get blessed? Obey me. Mm-hmm which they didn't do. What I, what, what I've had to wrestle with is what I grew up learning about the old Testament was it was the ceremonial laws that we no longer have to follow anymore because Jesus came. Right. 
But the more I study Christ's work, is it's more than just the ceremonial. It's all of it. He tore down the whole old covenant. Uh, tore it down? No, he tore down the temple. He built upon the old covenant with something that's so much better that you just don't miss the old covenant. But he said, I came to fulfill the whole thing. He fulfilled He's it. not throwing it away. No, he's not. He's definitely not throwing it away. But he's saying the new is better and I'm the new. Yeah, but he... But so, it, I see what you're saying about ceremonial law because what you're talking about is Christians who want the Ten Commandments on the courthouse steps thinking that that's how somehow a Christian thing to do. Because that, that old stuff, we still have that. You got to hang on to all that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's that for sure in the sense of, you know, those were that those were the that's at the center of the old covenant in terms of the law. Yeah. Those are the cliff. Notes. And they're great. Right. But they're Jesus gave us better laws. Right. And so why are we spending our time propping up J- Jewish laws? Right. When that we have Christ's law, that's even better. Right. So what I want on the courthouse steps is Jesus saying, love your neighbor as much as you love yourself and love your Lord God mm-hmm. or or the golden rule. Treat everyone like you want to be treated mm-hmm. or all of the Sermon on the Mount. That would be the Christian thing if we were going to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you said something I th- I think we agree, but I, I kind of disagree with the way you said it. You said Jesus is building on the, the old covenant. And, and in one sense... He's fulfilling it. In one sense, yes. In one sense, no. Go back to your Jenga illustration. Right. It's it's not Judaism is the foundation. Oh, okay. And then yeah. Jesus I kind of said that right. Adding to Judaism. No. It's like no, no, no. Jesus is the foundation. Right. And those first religious leaders, they they heard him loud and clear. He's tearing this down. Mm-hmm. But God had promised, if you disobey me, I'll destroy this temple. God mm-hmm. had already told Israel that. The fact that it was revolutionary with Jesus means that they hadn't read their Bible right. Mm-hmm. That temple was going to go because those Jews were not obeying God, not in Jesus's day. So we're going to get into this more, but I want to just touch on it. It, it, was, um, it was hard for some of the disciples, or all of them, to let go of the old covenant. Yeah, even after the resurrection, they said, now are you going to restore Mm-hmm. Israel. They were still looking for Jesus to be Judaism 2.0. Mm-hmm. And here's where we're going with the rest of the series. American Christianity has oftentimes, not all the time, but has oftentimes adopted old covenant. We have, we, if we do this, God will do this type of thinking. Mm-hmm. And it's hurt the church in America. Mm-hmm. it's why it's why give me an example um it's why unbelievers it's um a lot of us and and i even as i've studied church history in america i I look back at the puritans and then you go forward through the movement of church in evangelicalism in america Mm -hmm. and you you look at a lot of legalism a lot of fundamentalism a lot of you walk into church you have to dress a certain way you're told what Mm-hmm. to do, how to act, how to behave. It's like Jesus forgave you for your sins, but these are all of our accepted and behaviors. those type of church experiences to me resemble old covenant type of thinking. Mm-hmm. They do. They just do. And I'm not, I'm all wonderful people, believers in Christ, but there, there's a flaw there that I think that some of us have inherited that I've had to work through. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for me? And how do, how do I grow in a way where I fully appreciate the Old Testament for what it is and mm-hmm. how beautiful it is. And it's the word of God. Mm-hmm. 
but don't try to like the early disciples don't try to hold on to it mm-hmm. as our covenant because it's not our covenant. The new covenant is our covenant. Well, and the early disciples figured it out. But like, think about uh, St. Peter being one. Acts chapter two happens. Mm-hmm. And how many chapters is it until he's at Cornelius's house and he's still dealing with the ceremonial Ooh, laws of eating? And yeah, I can't wait. So it's like it took them a while. I mean, mm-hmm. this was ingrained in them. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you embrace the new and appreciate the old, but not keep living in the old? Well, and there is a long point, not just in American history, but in all of church history. You look through the Middle Ages, you look at the, the Roman Catholic Church, where right. it very much became kind of an old covenant religion. Not kind of. It was. That's we, what the we, reformers were saying. Why does the church, when we have this new covenant, keep reverting back and trying to grab onto the old covenant? Because it's a question for us. It's easier. Uh, it's easier to keep a list of rules than have a relationship with a God who says, I want you to know me and act out of that knowledge. And if you know me and love me with all your heart and you, you, you love your neighbor with all your heart, you will act in the way I want you to act. You mm-hmm. will be behaving all the law and the prophets. Mm-hmm. Well, that's m- harder. It's only a two commands, but it's way more difficult than trying to keep a, the Ten Commands. Yeah. Even is. Jesus said, you've heard it taught, don't kill. So you're all proud of yourself for not killing. I'm going to tell you, if you hate your brother, you've already killed him in your heart. You've heard it taught, don't commit adultery. But I'm going to tell you, if you if you lust after uh, someone, you've already committed adultery. Okay, that's that means we're all sinners. Yes. Then the book of Romans is written, and mm-hmm. Paul lays it out, the book of Hebrews. Yeah. And the book of Hebrews says, I think it's Hebrews, <laughs> I should know this, that the law was a tutor. The law was, maybe that's Romans. I can't remember. We'll look it up. Mm-hmm. That the law was there for a while. So kind of like, uh, and I think it's N.T. Wright that, that says, you know, when you, you send a spaceship into outer space, you have these booster rockets that get it to a certain point and then they fall off. And you don't go, oh no, oh no, grab that. We don't want to lose it. You say, no, that was the purpose of that thing. Mm-hmm. And it got us here. Mm-hmm. So that's why we value uh, the Old Testament because it showed us God working with people uh, God in a wilderness, God making a, a treaty with people, but God very clearly saying, don't build me a temple. And then what they do? Mm, yeah. Well, th- we're just getting started and I'm, I'm really excited about where we're going to go in the next five weeks. And uh, we hope you all can continue to join us as we journey our way through uh, some of the topics that we're going to enter into and the scripture that we're going to dive into to, to study and continue to learn and, uh, and work together to center our faith on the rock. Mm-hmm. And not centering it on all these other things no. that could really get us tripped up a little bit. Because when the storm hits, you don't need a religion. You need a relationship with God. Mm. You don't need a list of rules and regulations that you've built your life upon. You need Jesus that you've built your life upon. That's two completely different things. Yeah. We love you guys. We'll talk to you next week.